You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Vitson, and we got so excited about our host banter that we didn't tease our next guest, yeah, yeah. Brad. And we should have it's because big, she's uh, fantastic. Mystery. It's a big mystery about uh, who we got it now. I'm glad you stay tuned because we are really, really excited about yeah. our next guest. Yes, we have uh, Mrs. Stella Jeffrey, Doctor Stella Jeffrey. My my apologies. Good morning, Doctor Jeffrey. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Janine. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you with us. So. Um, how is everything going today? How is your Christmas season? Great. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. I'm sure it's lots of people's favorite time of year. I suppose for some, maybe it is a hard time as well, but sure. I just love, yes. I love Christmas. Yes. I love everything about it. As you can see, I'm still sporting a great that radio is a, shirt. That is a fantastic <laughs> Christmas wonderful. tree sweatshirt there. That is wonderful. Pom-poms, multicolored pom-poms and a... <laughs> Sparkling gold star at the top. I yes, love it. part of part of sharing the joy of Christmas is yes. to like make sure people can see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think too that you know when you talk about that, this is a season that is hard for some people. You know, when they're missing loved ones or maybe they're alone, um, it is uh, a really difficult time. But that can also be a time of great joy, of a great. When you really understand Christmas, yeah, you know, in the incarnation, in the gift that God has given us at Christmas, right? I actually I wasn't even going to talk about this, but my dad also loved Christmas, like mm. over the top loved yeah. Christmas, which is probably why I over the top love Christmas, right? And he passed away a few years ago, and the first Christmas was quite difficult, but mm. we were even thinking like, we're just not going to do it. It'll be too hard to mm-hmm. get together as a whole family, which we have done that many. We do it all the time. And, um, but then we just decided to do it, like just to do Christmas. And it was, it was difficult. We did it. It was not our favorite Christmas, yeah. but we we're glad we did it. And it, my dad, it's, we're coming up, I think on the fifth year that he has passed away. It'll mm. be in April. Um, but the third Christmas was the first, the first time I just like in my prayer before going into the family Christmas, I was like, dad's like literally not going to be here. Yeah. Right. And then I remember just kind of being like, he would want us to rejoice because actually he is rejoicing. Yes. Right. He is with our Lord right now saying, look at this. This is a great time of year. Like somehow the world pauses, a lot of the world pauses. And even if they don't know Jesus Christ, they're pausing to at least be attentive to the better part of who we are as yeah. as people. Yeah, yeah. And and I can certainly, you know, um, reiterate what you said, you know, in losing John's mom about uh, we're going on our sixth year now. And so that first Christmas, you know, you try to do as much as possible to keep everything the tradition that she had set over the years and you do feel their presence you miss them but you know that they're they are there celebrating with you just on the other side of the veil I and mean, we had know. a candle lit with yeah. we, took, we took the funeral candle actually that had dad's picture Beautiful. on it and just put it there and and a couple other little things like his, I think we probably put up his cowboy boots or just some mm-hmm. way like hey dad's present with us yeah, yeah. And, and that's just so important to 
to, you know, the heavens and earth are all bonded together on that special day mm-hmm. yeah. and, and throughout the year. But that's what we want to talk to yeah. you about, Stella. I like, the, uh, I like that... the, this aspect of Christmas and how it goes on and we move from presents to presents. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, moving from, from the Christmas hype and all that. And, and I think we as Catholics, it, it can be... It can be kind of a sad type of thing where, you know, you have all Christmas from at least Thanksgiving up to Christmas Day, and then it's just cut off. I believe it starts, secular Christmas starts the day after Halloween, doesn't it? (laughs) That is probably true. That's probably true. And then then it's like an execution. It just lops off the head, you know, right at Christmas Day, and we're done with that, right? Throughout the the carcass or the corpse. There's something wrong with that in terms of how we see Christmas as Catholics. I I noticed that, too, this year. um, I love Christmas music. Um, I'm kind of thrilled that Christmas's music is played on a few other radio stations (laughs) (laughs) constantly. Like going into, I remember driving to the cities um, the weekend before Christmas going, hey, I was able to go. Actually, we drove all the way to Wisconsin. I'm like, huh. I was able to listen to Christmas music for like seven hours straight. It was fantastic. And then the day after Christmas, I was like, it was actually might have been the 26th. I was like looking on the radio like, hey. What? Oh gosh! I actually have to have. I have to either like stream my yeah. phone or get a CD or something to play Christmas music in the car while I'm driving now. Right? Even while I was driving over here, I'm like, hey, let's just see if. Oh yeah, I gotta. I have to pop in the CD here now because there's no Christmas music anywhere, and I'm still doing Christmas. I'm yeah. a Catholic. Yeah. I still sing Merry Christmas. And isn't that? Um, <laughs> Just thinking about that is just so wrong because it's like we're singing all these songs about Jesus' birth before he's even born, and then, and then when he's born, it's like it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before I got here, I looked up to see when exactly is Catholic Christmas over? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up with, well, maybe not grew up with it, but I end my Christmas season in our house. We take down the nativity and the Christmas tree. My goal is February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, that, yeah. Which I was like, huh, I wonder how I started that. And I, it's always been, that's the presentation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some other traditions called candle mass or purification of Mary. I mean, all of that. And so I was like, hmm, I'm going on the radio today. I better make sure I got my facts straight. <laughs> sure. So Aww. the 12 days of Christmas goes until the Epiphany, right? Traditionally, that's January 6th. Right. So right. we would still be in the actual 12 days of Christmas right now. Right. We just finished up the octave on January 1st. Um, but we did celebrate the Epiphany on Sunday. So this is where the confusion starts right. coming in as you have that there. Right? But really the Christmas season officially in the church goes until the baptism of the Lord, which is going to be celebrated next Sunday or January 13th would be the tradition for that. However, I read online today that the Vatican themselves doesn't take down their Christmas tree or their crash or the nativity scene yeah. until February 2nd. Ah. So mine... It's going to stay up till then. There you That's go. great. Well, they could take the and astronaut down. Yeah, they could take that one <laughs> they down. They could take the astronaut a long one time down. Ago. I did hear there was some interesting um, characters in, <laughs> but, but all of us are to come and to worship and glorify Jesus Christ. Right. He right. is the He is the Savior, the only Savior. He's there's not going to be another one who is coming, and He is for all people, including astronauts. Yeah, yeah. and and you know what? And, and on the positive note, though, the attention it has gotten is very hopeful too. The beauty and the 
just the glorious beauty of the crash with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Holy Family. I mean, I heard yeah. it was made in the 1960s, so it's actually kind of amazing that they would right. hold on to it that long, because that's when they landed on the moon, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. they landed on the moon in the 1960s in the late somewhere. 60s, it's yeah. been in a, in a blessed closet until... Now and unfortunately, <laughs> that door got open. For those who don't know, uh, there was a uh, there was a nativity scene at the Vatican this year that was just uh, embarrassing, at best. <laughs> but again, in every problem has an opportunity, yeah. and and just look at all the demand for the beauty yeah. and the sanctity of the Holy Family and a beautiful crush. So that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. So you know, Stella, I, I feel the same way. I. I in our neighborhood, you know, we put up lights and there's a lot of lights in the neighborhood, which is fantastic. And that Christ light is just mm-hmm. so important. And then the, the day after Christmas, it's like the neighborhood's almost dark. Mm-hmm. There's maybe oh. like three, four, you know, homes that have lights on. And so I don't know if I'm being defiant turning it on every 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. Or <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I absolutely love it. It's the first thing I do when I get up. I, hmm. you know, turn on the lights and, and I see my near day neighbor through the houses behind. She has her lights on. So That's great. You know, you know almost where the Catholic families are living with the lights, unless they just love to continue the celebration yeah. themselves. But, but anyway, it's kind of a sad thing when you see see those going off. And but, but those kinds of things they seem so small, right? But they are ways that we announce to the world that we're Catholic, right? Yeah. The music, the lights. I really did often do my baking after Christmas, mm. and I deliver cookies to our neighbors cool. during that week, right? So um, I believe we delivered them yesterday. Oh, it might I should have given you before. my new address. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just a small little gift, and we just say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and, and then let them know that, yeah, we're not actually cleaning out our closet of cookies. <laughs> These are like fresh baked today. That's the real deal. This is the real But just like those sorts of, and really kind of start to do getting together with friends and mm-hmm. parties. We try to schedule those now, right. right? Our family Christmas is this weekend. Mm. You know, um, that family Christmas being extended family Christmas. Sure. And we don't always schedule with them, but I was thrilled to have it then. Yeah. You know, our, our, our office parties could be scheduled then. I mean, just all those kinds of ways that we just really say, Christmas is now. Yeah. Right. Right. Advent is waiting. Christmas is now. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things you had mentioned here a little bit ago, the, the aspect of like going out to the store and you, you meet the clerk at the desk and you say, Merry Christmas. You get these kind of perplexed looks like, did you not know that that's done now? Or you Actually, know? you're right. I said Merry Christmas to the gas station person today when I filled up the car and she's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm a Catholic. Merry Christmas. We still get Christmas. She, she just laughed. I go, it goes for a long time yet. February 2nd will be my last day. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, I'm just not in any hurry to take it down in the house either. You know, I know decor is just a small part of it, but um, it, it's just the joy, mm-hmm. you know, of, of that day and, and celebrating the gift that God's given us. It, it's just something that we need to even celebrate throughout the year, not just February 2nd, it's done. We need to be a Christmas people. We need to, mm-hmm. you know, we just need to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the beauty of the liturgical calendar, right? Is that the, the church gives us this sustained experience every year of living out the life of Christ, right? And, and, and we really should 
I remember hearing talks by Scott Hahn where he talked about how, you know, being a Christian should change the way you comb your hair. Like everything about us <laughs> should be different because Jesus has been, he's become one of us. He's, he's incarnate and he's died on our behalf so that we can be brought into relationship with the Father. And so... And this is huge, and we need to dwell in that joy, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we live the seasons, live the seasons like we live the other seasons, mm-hmm. right? There are things we do the winter, summer, spring, and fall, right? But as Catholics, we should really be thinking about um, Advent, Christmas, you know, our ordinary times, our Lent, our Easter season, right? And make those the real ways that we live, right? It's mm-hmm. different, right, during those those seasons of our life. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break here, um, but let's let's continue this conversation on the other side of the break and, and how this is significant for us, not only in our own lives, but also in our witness to others, right? So stay with, stay with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. You know, there's so many Catholics, you know, they're, you know they've been Catholic their whole lives and they've been filled with information. And we often, oftentimes we forget information. Um, but Catholic Radio, it really has the power to um, bring about formation. Mm-hmm. You know, formation, and it's not just information that we receive, but it's about form- the forming of our hearts, you know, closer to Jesus Christ as we listen to these, you know, the wonderful broadcasting um, on Real Presence Radio. And, you know, no matter how long we've been Catholic, the Lord has more for us, and He desires to draw us deeper. And, 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 and you know, the programs on, on, on Real Presence Radio um, allow the Lord to deepen his life in us. I mean, if we're paying attention and we see it, not just more information that we, you know, that, that we're receiving, but this is really an opportunity as we listen, as we're driving down the road, listen to Catholic radio, that the, we're giving the Lord the opportunity to continue to deepen our life in Jesus, to form our hearts, to be like it, that of his own. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to the show. Uh, This is Real Presence Live, and we are discussing Christmas. And, you know, we're talking with Dr. Stella Jeffrey. Uh, Stella, one of the things that I was thinking of as we were having our conversation about Christmas and the, the the church's sustained, um, you know, just dwelling in this reality of the incarnation that is so countercultural 
is that it reminds me that, um, you know, we have, uh, every one of us as followers of Christ, we have a, an absolute moral obligation to evangelize. Like the, this evangelization, sharing Christ is not something that's just like the specific call of the priests or the religious or those who are employed by the church. This is, if, if we're excited about Jesus, if Jesus not only makes a difference in our lives, but he's everything, you know, we have an obligation to let those know that we encounter about Jesus, right? Yes, yes. So Christmas kind of provides an opportunity for that, right? It does. I was, um, before coming in today, um, I'd been taught, thinking about the joy of Christmas, and I was like, yeah, actually in our readings we hear joy, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mary goes to Elizabeth, and John leapt for joy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mary herself will say, my soul rejoices, right? Because of what God has done to a lowly servant, right? Then I was kind of like, oh, I wonder about the rest. Oh, yes, the Magi in Matthew, right? there. I'll just want to read it because it's so good, right? It's like, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They didn't even see Jesus yet. They saw the star and they were already joyful. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we know that the shepherds in Luke, too, will be talking about the joy, right, of seeing Jesus Christ. And it's just, wow, this is the rich, the poor, right, from top to bottom, everybody in between, they're filled with joy. And this is, I know that Catholics are sometimes hesitant to share about Jesus Christ. This is a, a great, easy way, right? A great, easy opportunity, right? Um, I know it in the last, before the break, I said, I said Merry Christmas to the person at the gas station. I wasn't actually thinking evangel, evangelize at that time, but I did because I said, Merry Christmas. She gave the puzzle look. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Hey, I'm a Catholic and Jesus is born. We still have we I celebrate Christmas until February 2nd and then she just kind of gave a funny little look, right? <laughs> but but you see how easy yes. and natural it was to do that. The other thing that's coming to my mind now is that we also have a, an easy way to say how was Christmas? Mm-hmm. We can ask our friends, "What did you do for Christmas?" They will share. We will be able to see was it joy-filled? Was it hope-filled? Mm-hmm. Was was there sadness? Was there, you know, something going on? And you can really have an opportunity to explore that with the person, right? And and bring Christ into the situation and pray with them, right? Mm-hmm. These are not like fancy evangelization programs. They're just natural opportunities that will come up yes. because of the way that even secular society is working with us to provide these opportunities, mm-hmm. And, and like we had talked about when we started this segment of the show, that the holiday seasons can be very difficult for many. Mm-hmm. But if we can, as Catholics, just really focus on the joy of that incarnation, on the gift that God gave us, you know, all all the other things, the, the trials and tribulations in our life, not to diminish them by any means, but with our Lord and Savior born, I mean... We have someone who carries that cross for us. Do you know what I mean? I do. I would take it a step further, is that we know Jesus Christ. We know the joy and hope that he can bring into our trials and sufferings, or that he does bring into it. But also to stop and say, who are the people in my life that might not know? Mm -hmm. Right. And then to make an opportunity to go to those people. Again, it doesn't have to be an extravagant program. It's just an awareness of the people that are around there. Is there someone you work with? that you know their spouse died last year. Right. Right. 
that you know they actually don't have any family at all. Sure. You know, it's like it just sort of comes up and you're where you know, my husband and I have fam people that we know that are around us that Christmas maybe isn't that great of an event because of various life circumstances. Right. But then again there's that opportunity for us as practicing Catholics to bring Jesus to them. Exactly. Yeah. And but to be deliberate about thinking about and praying for these people and like if you if you lack the courage to do it, right, to say, Holy Spirit, guide me, open open mm-hmm. my heart, you know, give me an opportunity, make it so obvious that yeah. I just sort of fall into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you talk about the Christmas perhaps being a difficult time for people, obviously um, everyone knows that 2020 was rife with all sorts of difficulty, with pandemic, election issues, and, and all that stuff. There's a lot of people that are angry, a lot of people that are upset or fearful, um, uh, and, and, and we're looking for some sort of way of, of resolving this all. Oftentimes, especially what I've noticed in the last handful of months, is that we're looking to all sorts of material means to try to be our joy, our hope, our, you know, th- like, oh, if we get this, if this happens, then then th- things are going to be good. If this mm-hmm. happens, you know, and it was actually um, the priest uh, at the cathedral, his homily, or, or it was a deacon, um, he'd ask the question, you know, like, what, in the face of the struggles that we're having with, you know, pandemic, election, whatever it might be, you know, what are we looking for as as the solution? Is it a vaccine? Is it masks? Is it social distancing? Is it this or that? Or, he's like, no, we, Jesus needs to be, I'm not saying that material things don't matter and they're not significant, but if we're pinning all of our hopes on things being okay, if this material thing happens, we've missed the reality of God among us, right? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Right, yeah. and that's what Jesus' name, when, when the angel comes to Mary, at least in Matthew's account, right? It's like, his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. Right. right? That's not actually not even quite far enough to say. I mean, it's God is us, mm. right? He has joined himself to us so that we can be joined to him. Yeah. Like in, in a unity that when Paul is writing in his letters, he'll, he uses the expression in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even with, he's saying mm. in Christ. We mm. are in Christ. We are in each other, right? That's how close the communion is, the unity is between us. Right? God really has come. Right, right, Stella. And, it, and it's just so important for us as Catholics. You know, we talked about New Year's resolutions, spiritual resolutions, and, and how awesome is that, that we can make those spiritual resolutions with New Year's in the Christmas season, you know, yeah, and, and how to carry that, you know, beyond the presentation of the Lord, you know, that we, you know, continue to right. grow in deeper relationship and how we bring Christ to others, you know, not in a judgmental way, not in a, a fire and brimstone way, but in a real concrete, loving, caring way. And, and the best way for that is the spiritual resolutions that bring us closer to the gospel, that yeah. bring us closer to Jesus's life, that it becomes more alive in us. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say, when St. Paul talks about in Christ, we want him to be living in our hearts, minds, and souls every single second of every single minute of every single day. Mm-hmm. And and how do we do that? We need to... 
put in a little work. <laughs> we, we need to put in some time. And it, it can't be focused on the material things like you spoke of, which we Not exclusively. So I mean, that, easily... we can look at material answers, but Jesus really is the answer to every question, right? Well, our prayer life yes. and our spiritual life is the answer through Jesus, yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's such a, I don't know, it's, it's a wise thing on the part of the church that they... As the liturgical year begins, we begin with this expectation and preparation for the coming of Christ. Like, we're, we're invited into this reality, like, we're desperately in need. We're desperately in need of the mm-hmm. presence of God, mm-hmm. and then we get to experience it. We get to experience that God is with us, and especially up in these northern tier states. We are, we are customarily in a time right now of, you know— in, desolation, uh, the, the lifelessness, you know, we're cold and arid and, and frigid and, and, you know, it's just, you don't like being outside, generally speaking. It's been a great winter so far. Don't anyone as 33 but today. 36? I'm, I'm not, it's going to melt today. I'm not counting on this from now on. You know, this isn't going to... And so, but I think there's, there's something wise about whether it be, you know, weather related or not, but just the fact of entering into ordinary time. Right. right? Here our seasons work work with our seasons, this idea of waiting for Christ yeah. and then coming we're still we're in this sort of winter season, yeah. but we know that as Christ we celebrate his life and he he starts his ministry, we're gonna be hit in April. Uh, yeah. And it's gonna start getting warmer because the summer and spring always do come. Spring is very short, but summer yes. comes. Yes. It does come. <laughs> and as we enter into ordinary time, it's critical for us to realize we don't ordinary time kind of expressing in some ways just day-to-day life, right? Mm-hmm. Our our everyday existence. Uh, it's so critical for us to realize that Christ has come. He's with us, right? And Stella, so I just wanted to ask you, you know, for our listeners. What tips do you have for evangelizing others, even when many are isolated or fearful? I mean, I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously your own prayer life and, mm. and you know, receiving the sacraments and those sorts of things. So, yeah, be in a relationship with Jesus Christ yourself. Mm-hmm. The second thing, though, is to be praying, to have that courage and awareness, right? There are absolutely 100%—I'm— people around you that God is waiting for you to share the gospel. There are people around you and every one of us that if I don't share Christ with them, they will never know. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes, they live here in Fargo. Um, I, those of you who know me have heard me tell the story before. We've gone door to door sharing Christ with people, um, saying that we belong to the Catholic Church and we were just you know inviting people to to know Christ, right? And this woman said in Fargo, she said, really? My husband and I were just saying we should get a religion, oh. right? And I was like, um, do, do you, I'm thinking in my mind, like, what? I actually met someone here in Fargo who doesn't even know Jesus. She goes, well, I, do you know anything about Jesus? She goes, of course. They just made a movie about him. So this is a ways away. <laughs> it was when Mel Gibson had done The Passion, right? And Powerful I, movie. But it's a powerful movie, but it also was a great thing for me to know that there really are people yeah. with us here in Fargo, in our communities that are in the upper Midwest, because I know this radio station broadcasts widely, that don't know Jesus Christ, and you can be the one. And the things that they think they know about Christ might not even be the things that are true. Right. Because it's absolutely true that Jesus is the Savior of every single person, yes. and He's come for every one of us. And it is our joy that can be shared with them. So. 
pray and be aware. Yeah. And then speak. Yeah. Use your words. Right? <laughs> right. Go out there. Be brave. Right. Yeah. And and that's, it'll be anywhere. These people amen. will be anywhere. Yeah. Yep. You are so right. And we're just so grateful, Stella, that you yep. joined us and, and helped, you know, all of us dig deeper into the Christmas season and, and the roles we have to be a Christmas people. That's right. Yes. Yeah, Thanks. thank you for being on with us, Stella. Um, it's it's been terrific. We're grateful for your. I'm grateful wisdom. for both of you as well. I just love both of you. You're just wonderful, wonderful presence, catechists and evangelists amongst us. Nice to know that you're also out there working it. Oh, thank All you, Stella. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to have to take a quick break, but on the other side, we're going to find out how to live out your faith in the emergency room as a doctor. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 